Mark chapter 10, verse 46. And uh, I want to read something today, get into something that I think will help us moving forward in every area of our life. And pretty simple subject, but sometimes the simple things are the hardest to comprehend. So Mark chapter 10, starting at verse 46, says, Now they came to Jericho, and he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. Everybody say begging. And when he heard, everybody say heard, that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man saying to him, be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately, everybody say immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road his life was forever changed. Today I want to talk to us from this subject, blind faith. Close your eyes and then turn towards the person next to you with your eyes still closed and say blind faith. Now you can open your eyes before you're seated and we don't want to have any accidents today. Let's pray real quick and ask the Lord to speak to us clearly through his word. Would you lift your hands and would you lift your voice to the Lord and say, Father, give me an ear to hear. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your presence that is in this place. And God, we're asking now that as the word goes forth, that you would anoint our ears to hear. That we would hear this word, receive it, respond to it. And God, I pray today that you would change somebody's life forever before we leave here today. I pray that you would heal somebody, that somebody would make the decision to be baptized, that somebody would receive your spirit, that somebody would receive the miracle they so desperately need from you. But God, I pray first, before any of that takes place, give us an ear to hear. Anything that would hinder this from taking place, I bind any spirit that would seek to stop your will from being accomplished today. I lose faith into this room and revelation and understanding. I ask it to take place today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. One more time. Clap your hands triumphantly to the Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. God bless you. Vision is obviously an important thing. You can be caught off guard by something you didn't see coming. You can get hurt badly by not seeing that Lego on the floor. 
anybody agree with that today? Or that corner of the table? Or that bedpost in the middle of the night can't see? Trying to walk and uh, things get wounded and injured. Vision is connected to the brain. That's why your eyes are on your head. And it just looks better that way. Real weird, I have my eyes on my hands. Uh, but vision, the mind, the will are all associated with the head because it determines what we do in this body. The head is the, the centerpiece of the function in this body. Decisions are made here. Uh, conclusions and uh, deductions are made here and we are processing things through you know what we see but not just what we see and there's so many calculations that take place through our vision that sometimes it may be better to take a blind leap of faith or you'll talk yourself out of everything you're afraid to make a move and so you're looking well this is a possible negative outcome and this could go wrong and this could go wrong and what if and I don't understand and I don't see the end and so I, I can't move and vision is something that we uh, need to understand that it is vital it's very vital because Proverbs 29 18 says that where there is no vision the people perish that word perish means amount to nothing accomplish nothing unfulfilled so where there's no vision the people accomplish nothing where there is no vision the people amount to nothing where there is no vision the people are unfulfilled so vision is vital Habakkuk 2 2 through 3 tells us write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it for the vision is yet for an appointed time but at the end it will speak and it will not lie though it tarries wait for it because it will surely come it will not tarry write the vision make it plain he who reads it may run it is for an appointed time and it will speak it will not lie and though it tarries wait for it because it will surely come everything God has promised you everything God has promised me everything God has promised this church and everything God has promised for this region, even though we don't see it yet, doesn't mean it will not come to pass because it is for an appointed time. And when the fullness of time comes, the vision will be revealed and it will come. But even though we don't see it in the flesh yet 
doesn't mean we can't see it. And it doesn't mean we shouldn't see it because if we never see it, we'll never run. If we never see the vision, we'll never pursue the vision. And if we never pursue the vision, we amount to nothing, we accomplish nothing, and we're unfulfilled. And people that are unfulfilled are typically frustrated. And so uh, we, we see the vision, we know the vision, we know what we're pursuing, but vision helps you run. Run, everybody say run. But if you can't see, you can still walk. See the vision, you can run. But if you can't see yet, you can still walk. Why? 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 says, We walk by faith not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. So even if you can't see, you can still believe. The problem isn't with our eyes, it's with our ears. I don't see it. It doesn't matter. Can you hear it? What we hear gives birth to our faith. And our faith determines our voice. What we hear births faith. And our faith determines our voice. Because you speak what you hear, not what you see. You speak what you hear, not what you see. One of the best examples I can think of is a child. Student ministry, doing an event, doing something, trying to, you know, make progress and minister where God had uh, called us to minister and all of that. Um, doing an event, you know, like a 13-year-old kid, 14, 15, whatever, comes up, starts talking about what we could do better, what they didn't like, Just kind of giving, you know, constructive criticism. A 13-year-old giving their youth pastor constructive criticism. I'm, I'm so confused by this whole process. But hearing the words they spoke, I'm like, I've never heard a 13-year-old talk like this. I didn't even know the third, you know. It was like listening to a parrot of their parent. It's like, ah. Mom and dad have been talking at the house about us. All right, noted. <laughs> so we enjoyed that. That was entertainment. Uh, so children speak what they hear. 
And many times children will speak what they hear even though they don't understand what they're saying, but they just heard it. Well, this isn't just something that is, is, uh, is simply isolated to 18 and under. It's a people thing. People speak what they hear. Man, did you hear about so-and-so? Well, did you see them do it? No, but I heard we speak what we hear, not what we see. And so this is a people issue. And it's not always a bad thing. It's all, not always a negative thing. It's just a human thing. What we hear eventually makes its way out through our mouth because we believe what we hear. Faith and what we hear are connected. Faith is simply belief. So our faith was activated over the past couple of years through CNN, Fox, MSNBC, NBC, and some other news outlets that I don't know. People all over the world had different faiths because of what they were hearing. And they were repeating things that they were hearing. And they believed what they heard. So it's not something that is uh, regulated only to religion. We simply believe what we hear. Faith is sparked in the heart of the hearer. Doesn't matter what's being heard. And so, from a negative standpoint, that's why gossip is looked down on in Scripture. That's saying it mildly. That's why divisive words are a work of the flesh. That's why scripture says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. See, you speak what you hear and Many times you'll do what you see. That's why Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. Look at my life and emulate it. I do what I see, but I speak what I hear. And so with that in mind, you know, I, I don't see the promise. I don't see happening. I don't, I don't see God doing it in my life. I don't, I don't see it. It's not the point. Can you hear it? Can you hear what God is saying? That's why Jesus said in the book of Revelation, when he's writing these letters to the church, he doesn't say, see what the spirit is doing in the church. He said, hear what the spirit saith to the church. He that has an ear to hear, hear. At the end of Revelation, it says, The Spirit and the bride say, come. But the bride, the church, cannot say, come, unless the church hears the Spirit saying, come. Because we only speak what we hear. 
And the only way that we can speak the same thing that Jesus is speaking is by hearing what Jesus is saying. Here's, here's one. I don't see it in Scripture. Seeing it in Scripture is the least of your worries. You need to hear it first. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. If you never believe it, you'll never see it. And that's what uh, sometimes people have a hard time with. It disarms our human intellect and it forces us to uh, really have to surrender a certain amount of our own will, pride, and control of our own life. And we need to say, oh, you know, the, the, the mindset of humanity is I'll believe it when I see it. But if you never believe it, you'll never see it. That's how it works in the kingdom of God. That's how it works in the kingdom of God. Faith comes by hearing. You speak what you hear. And if you believe what you hear, you'll see what you believe. This is, about, this is explaining it about as good as it possibly can be explained. If you believe what you hear, you'll see what you believe. That even uh, is connected to a negative thing. If all you hear are negative things and you believe it, all you'll see are negative things. If all you listen to are the problems in the world, the problems in your family, the problems in the church, then that's all you're going to see are the problems in the church. And you'll be blinded to the promises being fulfilled, the miracles taking place, the provision happening. But if we can tune our ear to what the Spirit is saying, if we can connect our life, our ears, our mind, our faith to what God is wanting to say and, and believe that, we'll begin to see what God is saying. Don't believe everything you see is a much less common statement than don't believe everything you hear. I've heard both of those statements, but don't believe everything you hear is much more common. Why? Because it's true. You will believe what you hear. That's why it's important to know the truth. Because if all you listen to is a lie, that's what you believe. And you may believe it's truth, but it's not. You'll be as committed to it like it is the truth, but it's not the truth. It doesn't matter how sincere you are. It doesn't matter how uh, honest, sincere, and committed you are to it. It's still a lie. Eve, Scripture says, was deceived in the garden. I've heard people say, well, why did she have to get punished if she was deceived? Because she still believed a lie. Uh, and when there, there are there are outcomes to certain actions, and Eve believed a lie. Believing a lie is deception, and the motive matters. 
So she's listening to this lie. You will not die. God knows that in the day you eat of it, you will be as God's knowing good and evil. She listened to the lie. She believed the lie. She chose to believe the lie. And that means she was deceived. Deceived doesn't mean she was taken advantage of. She was not. She chose to believe a lie. And so back to our text here today, Mark 10, 46 through 52. Verse 46, they came to Jericho and Jesus went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude. And blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. What we see in this passage that shook me to my core when God began to open my eyes to it was this, because of what he heard, his heart was stirred. He was still blind. He couldn't see a thing. He was helpless and begging on the roadside. But what he heard stirred something in him. I've never seen him before, but I've heard about Jesus. I've heard he does miracles. I've heard that he has raised the dead. I've heard that he's cleansed lepers. I've heard that he opens the eyes of the blind. And my ears heard Jesus is coming. And something deep down in Bartimaeus that seemed like it had been dead for decades began to awaken in him. I'm bound by my blindness. I'm a beggar because of my blindness. I'm helpless on the wayside. But what I've heard Jesus is coming. It's causing something in me to be stirred, something I've never had before, something I've never experienced before. Faith. Faith. There's some people here today that need faith stirred in them again. And it's not going to come by what you see, but it's going to come by what you hear. You hear the word. You let it inside of you. And it's going to spark something in you because faith comes by hearing. So Bartimaeus hears Jesus is coming. He's on the way, the miracle worker, the savior, the one that can do in my life what nobody else can do. He's coming. This is my chance. His hearing produced faith. And he cried out. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. People told him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. His faith gave way to his voice. What he heard stirred faith in him. And because he had faith, he began to speak what he believed. That's why when you hear a preacher kind of get on to you because it's quiet out there, it's because people speak what they believe 
And when a church comes into a place and sits there silent like they're in the grave, that means the word isn't really getting in their heart. Because when it sparks something in you, you don't have to think about saying amen. There's something in you that rises up and says, I believe it. Faith isn't intellectual. Faith is spiritual. And when it gets in you, everybody around you knows it. Is there anybody here that believes that today? Is there anybody here where the word of God, when it gets in you, it's like this fire that begins to rise up? Is there anyone passionate still in 2022 about the word of God? His faith gave way to his voice. His faith gave way to his voice. You may not see it. You don't see the miracle. You don't see the restoration. You don't see the provision. You don't see the promise fulfilled yet, but that's not the point. If you can hear it, believe it, and speak it. If you hear it and believe it, that's all you need to speak it. That's why people that talk about things that haven't been fulfilled yet look foolish to the fleshly person. What are they talking about? Thousands. We can't even get 50. So, I know what I've heard. I know what I've heard. If you hear it and believe it, you can speak it. So Jesus stood still because Bartimaeus, full of faith, cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still. Jesus stopped when Bartimaeus spoke. And we'll come to church. My life is a mess. But we stand here like this. Why is everyone else getting their blessing? Probably because they're speaking and you're not. Probably because they're crying out to Jesus and you're not. The reason why you can't come into this place and connect with the presence of God because your mind is so negative, it's probably because all you're listening to are the negative things. I don't know if that's anybody here today or not. I just felt it, so I said it. It's kind of like... Uh, a shotgun, you just shoot it in the general direction and you'll hit something eventually. But Jesus stood still because Bartimaeus cried out. If Bartimaeus would have never cried out, this, the story insinuates Jesus would have never stood still. So yes, sometimes we're waiting on Jesus, but other times Jesus is waiting on us. Sometimes Jesus is simply waiting on us and he'll keep moving until you ask him to stop. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called and then they the blind uh, then they called the blind man saying, "Be of good cheer, rise. He is calling you." What you need what you and I need to understand today is faith will get you a calling. Faith will get you an audience with the king. Faith will get the attention of your heavenly father. Ask Abraham. 
a man of faith, known for his faith. God came to him and said, I will do this. And Abraham, stupid Abraham, believed God. One man and one woman, I'll make of you a great nation, okay? So let's not for a moment entertain any more unbelief for a split second that this building will be filled and we will be a church of thousands one day. If God can take one couple and make a nation, why can't God take a church and reach this Bay Area? If you hear that right now in your spirit and you believe that, why don't you speak that for a moment? Why don't you just simply say, I believe it, Jesus. I see it, Jesus. I hear it, Jesus. It may not be fulfilled yet, but my faith is mixing with this word. If you believe it, shout, I believe it. I believe it. Faith will get you a calling. Ask Abraham. A man of faith, known for his faith, but he never saw it all before he believed it all. He didn't see it all come to pass before he chose to believe it. Faith gets the attention of Jesus. And when Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was calling him, rise, be of good cheer, he is calling you. This is what Bartimaeus did. He's still blind, mind you. Nothing in his life has changed yet. He throws aside his garment. He rises up and he came to Jesus. It doesn't say he was led to Jesus. And he's still blind. How was Bartimaeus walking? By faith and not by sight. He heard Jesus is calling you. Oh, I know I look foolish, but faith is foolish. It causes you to do things that make other people uncomfortable. It causes you to look in a way that looks, uh, it doesn't make sense. The intellectual mind can't comprehend it. But Bartimaeus just wants what Jesus has for him. And so he's staggering, blind. He can't see, but Jesus said, come. And so now Bartimaeus is on his way to Jesus, still blind. Bartimaeus seems to be doing all the work. Jesus said, come. He comes. He staggers his way to Jesus. And he gets to him. And Jesus answered and said, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said, I want to receive my sight. And Jesus said, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus. Why? Because we walk by faith, not by sight. But if we walk by faith, if we will walk by faith, what we don't see now, we will see soon because it's our faith that makes it come to pass in our life. Jesus will do it in our life because of our faith. And so because of Bartimaeus' faith, he received his sight. But 
Here's the key. His lack of sight did not affect his faith. His lack of sight did not affect his faith. So Jesus uh, here, when he asked Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do? Jesus' question was not designed for information because Jesus can obviously tell this guy is blind. So Jesus isn't needing a little backstory to figure out how to do the miracle. What Jesus was doing when asking Bartimaeus this question was he was encouraging Bartimaeus to articulate his need and express his faith. And how was that done? Through his mouth. Articulate what you need from me. And by articulating what you need, you are expressing verbally and audibly your faith in me. I know what you have need of, but I still want you to express it because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, and we speak what we believe. So Bartimaeus did not say, Lord, if it's your will, heal me. He just said, I want to receive my sight. And that was the last thing to be restored. The very last thing that took place in the story was he received his sight. The very thing he needed was the very last thing to be addressed, the very last thing to be made whole. In other words, you don't need everything you think you need to believe. All of your inadequacies and flaws are no excuse for no faith. I just can't see how God can use me. That's not the point. Can you hear what he's saying? Can you hear him calling out to you? Can you hear him speaking to you saying, I want to make of you something great. Will you simply hear what I'm saying and believe it and speak it? I'm not concerned with all of the reasons why not. I just want to know, do you believe what I am saying to you? Not what was said about you in your childhood or as an adult or at the job or what your spouse says about you or what people in the world say about you or what your friends say about you. I'm not concerned about that. I'm not concerned about what you say about yourself. I want to know, do you believe what I am saying to you today? And Jesus is saying to this church, I want to make something of you that is great. Do you hear what I am saying to the church? And before Bartimaeus received his sight, Scripture says he threw aside his garment. The setting of it is, is I've read in certain places that blind people had a garment that identified them that they were blind. And also, as he's, lay, as he's sitting along the roadside, 
he would have had his garment, his outer cloak on the roadside uh, laid out before him so that those who were compassionate enough to give him a little bit of money would drop it on his garment that was spread out before him. And so Bartimaeus, when he hears that Jesus called him, he threw it aside. The very thing that identified him with his inadequacy, his flaw, his blindness, Bartimaeus threw it aside in a demonstration of faith. I'm not going to need this anymore. Something's about to change because Jesus just called me to him. I'm not going to be blind much longer. So whatever that thing is that you identify with that is keeping you on the sidelines, bound by blindness, you need to today make up in your mind you're going to throw it aside because today everything's about to change. The call has gone forth. The word has been spoken. I hear it. I believe it. I'm going to use my voice and I'm going to express my faith and articulate my need. Jesus, make me whole. Jesus, anoint me. Jesus, use me. I'm ready for it today what are you hearing what are you hearing today as I in this microphone with my voice raised are you hearing the word of God or are the lies in your mind louder than the word being spoken what are you hearing today lies or truth fear or faith problems or promise what are you hearing today what in your spirit is resonating the most? Are you still just like, I'll hear him out. I'll, I'll, I'll listen and I'll hear him again on this matter. That may be fine for a couple times, but don't tarry too long to decide if you're in or if you're out. There's got to be a day. There's got to be a moment when you recognize Jesus is passing by me. And this may be the last chance I get for my life to be changed. Jesus. Have mercy on me. And today, as we make great progress and God is doing great things and the Spirit of God is becoming, it seems like, even more tangible every time we gather together, there still is something in the atmosphere that if it can just be broken, there will be an explosion of revival and breakthrough and anointing that takes place in this church. But it all starts with our hearing. Not me, not just you, all of us. Are we hearing what Jesus is saying? It's time for an army of believers to rise up in this Bay Area. Hear the word of the Lord. This word, but also the rhema word. The word of God spoken under the unction and anointing of the spirit of God that can be found in this book. It's what rhema is. Hear the word of the Lord. Believe the promise of God. Speak the truth with love and boldness. And you will see the fulfillment. You will see the fulfillment. But it all starts with blind faith. I hear it and I believe it. 
I don't see it all yet. I don't need to see it in order to believe it because I already heard it. And as far as I'm concerned, it's just a matter of time before the vision is fulfilled. Blind faith. But today, I'm not preaching with a promise for this church in general. Is this going to happen? I'm preaching to each individual person. What garment has been in your life that has got you on the sidelines? That is causing you to not be who you could be. You see, Bartimaeus did not start following Jesus forward until he first cast aside his garment, stumbled his way to Jesus, articulated his need, and expressed his faith verbally and audibly. And then Jesus said, all right, go. Your faith has made you whole. Scripture does not say Jesus touched him. Scripture does not say that Jesus did some 15-minute incantation or special ritual to finally getting to be uh, restored. Jesus just said, all right, you've said what you need, go. It's done because it's the faith. It's not really as much whether or not Jesus is willing. It's more, are you hearing? Are you believing? And are you willing for a moment to open your mouth and articulate what you need Jesus to do in your life so that he can see and hear your faith? Your faith is reflected in your voice. That's why, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Triumph is not reflected in your hand clap. Triumph is reflected in your voice. Does anybody have victory? Mm. Some people are afraid to take a step into this because you'll go to the next level today. My question today is who is willing to take that step? It was just Bartimaeus that day. It wasn't a whole church. He didn't have a choir behind him. It was just one man who had had enough and said, I'm laying aside everything from my past and I'm answering the call that Jesus has given me. One man. There was no music. There was no preaching. They weren't dressed up. It was just a man who what he heard sparked something in him and he did something that made everyone else uncomfortable. That's why they told him to be quiet. And he kept shouting until Jesus said, come here. Well, if Bartimaeus can do that, surely a church full of God's children wouldn't be afraid or ashamed to lay it all aside and call on the name of their heavenly father.